jazzguitarlessons.net improve your jazz guitar playing with a real teacher podcast number nine so today i'm going to talk a little bit about personal development yeah we have to go through that and uh, i want to discuss positions i mean guitar positions and as in scale positions and such so first part of the podcast uh why i want to talk about personal stuff because well i think it's very very important regarding learning an instrument because when we do we are sort of attempting to change the way the brain functions right or we're trying to change the way we learn things and hopefully by that time you may have understood that if you don't change the way you internalize stuff it will be harder if you stick to a certain way of learning um, uh, you say when you learn to write or when you learn mathematics when you're a kid you want to ingrain the things in a certain specific way. But in music, if you don't change the process in which you learn, you're not going to get very far. So personal development is part of that. It's like working on your character, you know, becoming a, let's say, quote unquote, better person. And there's something I've published on the website. Uh, it's a series of articles, uh, articles that are uh, compilations of a really interesting author I found on the web, it's called Steve Bellina. And this guy says, you know, basically, whatever you do, you should try to be a better person doing it, uh, going at it. And I strongly notice that in my own musical development and development in general, is if I worked on myself first, all the things would take care of themselves. Um, and that goes from really simple things as, you know, biting your nails or changing what you eat and exercising, and it goes all the way uh, to you know dealing with the issues you may have with your relationships in your past or dealing with uh, the way you deal with others addictions to uh, drugs or whatever types of addictions and all of this plays a, a big role in learning music because i find that the best artists i've encountered so far are really super super humans you know they're people that are really nice and not only a fake type of nice but they deep down you know that they they worked on themselves to appear to the better light and honestly a big part of that is being able to see reality for what it is and that can be a little confusing or that can be shocking you know when you find out that you, you know you've been having a misconception about thing a thing or things in your life and uh, that's why you know honestly i think people grow all the time and that's why you may say you know i didn't see it at first and i was married for 14 years but now it doesn't work and there's something else that may work out for that or whatever your story or my story is doesn't matter so i just wanted to you know mention that keep that in mind for me on a really personal note when i started to really take care of what i was eating and to really honestly you know, spend time in practice and see, okay, am I really practicing six hours during a day? No, it's more like an hour and a half. Oh, okay. So let's just see that in the right light. And uh, am I able to perform at that tempo or am I able to, you know, produce a right composed three tunes a week or am I able to uh, do this or do that? And uh, it, it came to be to play a big part in my own development, just seeing things exercising also is a big one i mean uh, i was talking to someone about um, 
on one of the videos about, you know, what's the most comfortable position, you know, take your axe and make sure you're relaxed. For me, the exercise part is really yoga. Uh, it's a really old, uh, age-old uh, Indian type of, you know, school. It's a practice, in fact. It's not just like exercising, like running or going on a bicycle ride. Uh, so that really does it for me. So uh, anyways, I want to wrap this up now, but keep in mind that whatever you do when you work on yourself, you can never go wrong. Uh, even if you don't practice the instrument much, if you change your mindset, if you change your uh, inside, your personality, other things outside of you will change also. Now for the second part of this podcast. So I wanted to talk about scale positions. And I see all sorts of things on the web <laughs> and I see, sorry, and I see all sorts of things in students and I see uh, and I hear all sorts of things on recordings and there's a lot of, uh, maybe there's a, a rather big misconception and that's probably the biggest point I want to make today. Um, sadly, that a lot of guitarists, guitarists think that um, something is good if they can play it in all positions. And uh, there's a part of, of truth to that, that's for sure. But the thing is, if you want to play Donnelly, you should really be able to play it really well in one fingering that you decided, and not necessarily in 12 fingerings. Because, hey, what's the use? <laughs> you know, if someone listens to you on the recording, he won't know what the, the 12, what, which one of the 12 positions you chose to, to play the tune in. So in my opinion, positions are a great learning tools for taking the neck apart, saying this is one box, this is one box, this is one box. But the instruments, the instrument of the guitar, I mean, is not the boxes. The instrument is itself, the boxes are just the way we decided to separate it. So hopefully if you practice enough positions you're trying to get rid of them and that's my whole philosophy in there meaning you're attempting to do position shifts that are seamless and you can improvise and not be thinking of okay i'm gonna stick to this position for this music creative patterns whatever you're you're doing are uh, should not be bounded by positions and if you're working on a pattern and that's, uh, oh, once more, I know people can throw tomatoes at me for saying this, but if you're learning a pattern, let's say we're in C major now, okay? Here, I want to tell you what fingerings, I just want you to hear this. That's C major, right? If you're working on this, it doesn't really matter if you're able to do this in all positions. Yes, it's a good mechanical exercise, but in another way, you should be able to say, all right, I'll do like a saxophone player. You start at the bottom of the instrument here. You know, you start at the lowest note and you do that up until the highest note. That's my approach, that's my philosophy. And why would I say that instead of saying positions? I could say, yeah, do positions. But somewhere in the position, you'll find a fingering that's awkward and you need to use your pinky and your pinky is not so strong you have tendonitis, I don't know what and you'll find that musically it detracts from the music so what I say is take the lowest note on your instrument start your pattern go all the way up go all the way back down you know what? you'll 
see positions in there but you'll see position shifts you'll see you go from one position to another you'll see this you'll see that and same thing applies if you're attempting to learn a really hard tune um, you don't have to take autumn leaves or shadow of your smile or solar and say i learned it in four positions i just, <laughs> as a teacher what i want to hear is close my eyes close my eyes right play me solar can you make it sound good yes cool that's it, you got it. Um, the thing with positions is, you know, if you go really overkill, you'll be able to learn a tune every six months. And I don't think it's worth it. I think the um, uh, being able to freely skate, and uh, that's paraphrasing uh, Mick Goodrick, if you're able to go um, up and down your instrument and hear what you're doing is more important than being really, really strict about positions. But once more, I'm not disregarding positions. I, I think they're great. I think they're a great learning tool. But it's not everything to, to see in positions. You know, for instance, there was a guy that uh, wanted to take private lessons. And he took a few lessons with me. He was a really great player, in fact. And uh, we were looking at different things on blues and, you know, by Wes Montgomery. And um, started to play a solo. And then I, I showed him a few things. He said, yeah, but you're not singing in a position. I said, yes, so, you know. Uh, well, it says, well, you know, the jazz masters, all the great people, it flows really nicely. I say, yes, but how, how is the flow related to sticking to one position? You know, then we went on YouTube, you watch Wes Montgomery play for five minutes, you're like, ah, okay. There's no such thing as trying to play in a position. And it doesn't mean that Wes did not learn his position. No, 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 on the contrary. He learned all positions, he did his stuff, you know, all right. But... That this type of thinking patterns f uh, for me are can be really um, a problem in guitarists. Learn your stuff, and that goes back to you know the personal development. Learn your stuff, and then see other ways you can learn the same exact stuff, right? Especially another example: if you're trying to learn um, "Donna Lee" by Charlie Parker uh, or a bebop song, you know something fast, uh, anthropology. I don't know, whatever you like. Um, if you are saying I want to stick to one position. I would have to ask you why, because first things that first thing that comes into my mind is so tune. This tune was written by a sax player. There's no such thing as a better position to play it. It's just sound, and there might be a better fingering to do it on the sax. That's for sure. But as far as guitar goes, you may have to switch position in the middle of it because some things will be uh, either impossible or not practical. You know what I mean? They will be really difficult to render at high speed or at the speed that the song was written. So if you're learning a sax tune, a trumpet tune, a piano tune, a violin tune, a whatever tune, you should really not do that. So that'll be it for today. I mean, keep learning your positions, but you may also try to find other ways you may deal with your fretboard. So that's it for podcast number nine, jazzguitarlessons.net. Improve your jazz guitar playing with a real teacher. See you next time.